Welcome to Medieval, and thanks for joining us. In the previous episode, we talked about the Ostrogothic Kingdom of Italy established under King Theodoric the Great. I mentioned that in future episodes, we would talk about the Lombards in Italy and Justinian's reconquest of the fallen Western Roman Empire. However, we cannot understand the dividing and conquering in Europe without looking at several different barbarian kingdoms other than the Ostrogothic Kingdom. In this episode, I'm going to give a quick run-through of the origins of the Franks, who in later centuries will come to be the most dominant power in Western Christendom. But assuming you don't know that yet, here we go. The Franks probably first originated in Scandinavia and Denmark and then moved south to collect together, forming a confederation of Germanic tribes on the eastern bank of the Rhine River. This group most likely appeared in northern Germany, but some believe that they migrated from the Black Sea. There is great debate over the meaning of the name Frank. In accordance with the word's modern usage, many have suggested that the name means truthful. However, others hold that the name is a derivative of the Germanic Norse word for a type of javelin favored by the Franks. Moreover, Franks can also be translated as free. The two most prominent Frankish tribes on the Rhine were the Ripurians and the Salians. These tribes are related by language and culture. In the latter 5th century, as we'll see, the kings of the Salian Franks would unite all the Frankish tribes as one. In 257 AD, the Franks began to ravage the Roman borders and they first came into written records. They were great sailors, so they made cruel pirates, and they were also skilled warriors. The Franks weren't entirely aggressive to the Roman Empire. In fact, they acted as an excellent supply of new recruits for the Roman army. By the mid-4th century, Emperor Julian had granted the Salian Franks permission to settle in an area of Roman territory as Foderati. In return for their service to the Roman military machine, they were given complete autonomy over their area of settlement. Many Franks willingly chose to serve as auxiliary soldiers in the Roman army, and Roman writers referred to the Franks as furious. The state that they had established in Roman lands would grow in later centuries and come to triumph over Gaul. During the 4th and 5th centuries, the Franks migrated further west into northeast France and Belgium, and the region around the northern Rhine was known as Francia. The Ripurian Franks settled on the east bank of the Rhine, whilst the Salian Franks were on the west bank. So, who was France's great ancestor? King Merovech, the legendary founder of the Merovingian dynasty, is usually recognized as the great founder of France and the Frankish kingdom. Myths say that he was the son of a sea god. Merovech fought on the Roman side at the Battle of the Catalanian Plains where the Huns under Attila were defeated. It's unfortunate because there is hardly any detail about Merovech and his life. Historians living in the early Middle Ages provided highly conflicted evidence and accounts. For example, it is very difficult to know who Merovech was even married to. Perhaps he was married to Queen Clo Deswithny. We can't be certain. 
The Gallo-Roman historian and bishop Gregory of Tours mentions the genealogy of King Merovich in his histories, where he says that certain authorities assert that King Merovich, whose son was Childeric, was of the family of Chlogium. Merovich established the Merovingian dynasty, which would soon become one of the most powerful lines of kings in Western Europe. He and his successor king, starting with his son Childeric, the first of the Salian Franks, were referred to as sorcerer kings, because it was widely believed that they had magical abilities to cure illnesses simply by touching the patients, and they could easily tame wild or savage animals. Since the Western Roman Empire was in its final stages of decline, Roman power in Gaul quickly weakened. If you'd like to refresh your knowledge on that, I strongly suggest you go listen to our Fall of Rome episode, where I speak a lot about the barbarians at Rome's frontiers. The weakness in Roman-occupied Gaul allowed the Franks to quickly capture the final remaining territories there in the late 5th century AD. Merovingian Franks managed to topple the balance of power against the Romans and Visigoths in Gaul, establishing their kingdom step by step. However, it appears that the Merovingians gradually started to fight more among each other than against external enemies. The Merovingian dynasty survived more than two centuries until it was replaced by the Carolingian dynasty and the great king Charlemagne in the 8th and 9th centuries. Today's episode is thanks to Jess Gibbler, a loyal backer on Patreon. If you'd like to keep the show running and ad-free, then consider becoming a member. All patrons receive a handwritten postcard from me, early access to new episodes, entry to exclusive giveaways, and the chance to listen to bonus episodes which aren't normally available. The link is in the description of this episode. I'm immensely grateful to everyone who helps out, but if you don't have the money right now, don't feel pressure to contribute. I'd like to know whether you have any questions about this episode or any of our previous ones. If you do, please email them to medievalpodcast at outlook.com or contact me through my website. In the past few days, the Medieval Podcast team has been working on several special episodes about Arundel Castle. They will be uploaded very soon, so stay tuned and give them a listen. I think they'll be super interesting. That's it for today, but I'll see you soon for more episodes of Medieval. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.